Hey, Fallout fam. Did you know that this show is now recorded live weekly at twitch.tv slash robots radio? That's right. Live weekly shows Monday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific at twitch.tv slash robots radio. And you're welcome to join us. You don't have to listen to every episode through in order. You can come join us and listen in on the live episodes. Now the show has continued to evolve and change over time. And after the live episodes, I am having office hours, which is the time that I am now investing into the community to answer questions about podcasting, video creation on YouTube, streaming on Twitch, anything I can do to help you guys out with your own projects. That's going to be after the live recordings on Monday nights and all of the other live shows that I do throughout the week. So Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Saturday nights. And... Also, some gameplay. So come join me at twitch.tv slash robots radio. I'll see you next Monday. The show is brought to you by our generous patrons at patreon.com slash Fallout Lorecast. Robots Radio presents the Fallout Lorecast. Welcome to the Fallout Lorecast. A place for the Fallout community to come together to explore the boundaries of our knowledge about the world of Fallout. The Overseer's desk opens to a long tunnel. At this point, a pre-programmed voice begins to speak, urging the player toward the light. At the end of the tunnel is a room with a single chair in the center, along with a projector. The voice instructs you to sit in the chair to start the presentation. The exit door locks as soon as the presentation starts. Pleasant scenes are shown while a voice reassures you that you've lived a good life and your next one will be better. At the conclusion of the presentation, wall panels on both sides of the room slide back and one sentry bot, two protectrons, a robobrain, and eight turrets simultaneously attack the player. Once the automations are dealt with, <laughs> if you survive, the player can then access a small room with the vault mainframe computer inside. This computer unlocks the door and reveals the true purpose of Vault 11. Welcome, Vault Dwellers, to another mini-sode episode, that's kind of redundant, isn't it, of the Fallout Lorecast. I am your host, Tom, or Robots. Welcome to the show. As you know, these mini-sodes are quick little episodes, usually less than 10 minutes, that we do in between the uh, main episodes in the week, where we discuss individual vaults. Now, this week, we're discussing Vault 11 as the intro uh detailed. That's what happens at the end um, as you're playing through this in New Vegas. And I and I clearly remember this room and having to try to survive all of those machinations shooting at you at the same time. I remember specifically using VATS to uh, pause the game and uh, equipped um, 
Yes, I remember now. I what I did was I purposely placed beforehand because I died multiple times and I knew what was about to happen. A bunch of plasma mines around the edges of the room, and then as soon as the doors opened, I tossed mines and used uh, vats to target the robots coming at you at me and. <laughs> turned into some sort of large cacophonous explosion and I hid in the corner and somehow survived. And that was the way I solved that situation in uh, fallout new Vegas. Now, what are we talking about here? What is, what's going on with this room and the, it seems like apparent sacrifice of an individual. Well, vault 11 was a social experiment. Basically it was pitting against, uh, two, two fundamental aspects of humanity against each other, self-preservation and morality. And the idea here is that the inhabitants of Vault 11 would need to elect somebody to overseer, and tradition dictated that the overseer at the end of their term would be sacrificed because they all believed that there needed to be a sacrifice every year in order to maintain the survival of the vault and that if there was no sacrifice, then everyone would die. And this went on for so many years that the final group, the group who finally decided not to have a sacrifice was whittled down to five people. And those five people discovered upon not sacrificing an individual that that was the right solution. Now, uh, it says it a little bit more interestingly here in the wiki. I'm going to read some of what they say here. Um, specifically, it says, Evidence gathered from computer terminals throughout the vault attests that the vault residents were required to select an annual sacrifice from among their members. Therefore, at the end of the overseer's term in office, the overseer was required to enter a chamber below the overseer's office to be executed by the vault's computers. The computer did not require that the sacrifice should be the overseer, but if a sacrifice was not selected, the computer controlling the vault would execute the entire population. Of the original residents, only the overseer had entered the vault knowing about the yearly sacrifice. The residents of the vault, in their shock and anger at discovering that this was happening and that they had already been sealed inside the vault, selected the original overseer who they viewed as having betrayed them as the first sacrifice. This decision would marry the positions of overseer and sacrifice until the end. Now it goes on to explain that there were some different uh, blocks of power that emerged. And there was even a situation between uh, one of the most powerful voting blocks um, called the justice block and the leader Roy Gottlieb, who convinced a woman who was uh, in in charge of another one of the blocks to, and this gets pretty dark, to perform sexual favors for members of his block, or they would charge her husband, Nathan. So her, the woman was name was uh, Catherine Stone, and, and the man's name was Nathan Stone. They would charge Nathan and elect him to overseer. And it turns out that they still did. And this gets super dark. Usually this stuff isn't, I mean, there's lots of killing and death, but like blackmailing for sexual favors and then still following through and killing the person you said you weren't going to 
kill uh, that that's really really dark so um it goes on to explain that fearing the fate of her husband Catherine decided that she had to save him using the only method she felt left available to her she began to stalk and kill members of the justice block which held a very narrow majority upon her capture she confessed to her crimes immediately explaining not only her plan but also her reasoning as a murderer she was sure that voters would elect her in her husband's stead because it was a choice they could live with. It makes sense. She was making herself a terrible person, but also taking out the people who were making her do terrible things. It was a bad situation on both ends. And she decided, you know what? At least people will be able to live with the decision of sacrificing a murderer. Now, interestingly enough, she was elected to overseer, which means she got to serve a term before her sacrifice and got to make decisions. Now, her first act as overseer, Overseer Order 745, dissolved the election process and decreed that the position of overseer would be chosen using the vault's computer systems and a random number generator. The Justice Block, aghast that they were going to lose the ability to control the vault life by means of election threats, not only feared that one of their own members would be selected, but also worried that the damage to the vault's social structure would be so severe that they would have permanently lost power by the time one of their own members was elected and could reverse the order. They decided to stage an armed coup to force Catherine to reverse Overseer Order 745. The fight that ensued nearly killed all the remaining vault dwellers populations. And in the end, only five people survived. Now it goes on to explain that the first audio log discovered by the player as they enter the vault records the fate of the final survivors in an act of suicide. They defied the vault computer and refused to send any more sacrifices only to discover that their defiance was exactly what the computer wanted. They were given the freedom to leave the vault and congratulated for their selflessness. After learning the awful truth about the vault experiment, the five survivors decided to commit suicide to punish themselves for the events that happened in the vault and to prevent the outside world from learning about their shameful behavior. They were not unanimous in their decision. In the audio log, there is an argument among five people, a man referred to as voice one Apparently, the same person who gave the message to the vault computer is having second thoughts and tries to convince the other four, three males and a female, to leave the vault. Voice two, the female, three, referred to as Harry, four and five want to commit suicide after finding out about the vault's experiment, while voice one tells them that they should instead spread the word about what happened in vault 11. At the end of the audio log, four gunshots are heard followed by voice one, sighing deeply, and the sound of someone dropping a gun. I am so excited about our sponsor this week, Marvel Strike Force. I freaking love Marvel Comics. Growing up, I collected comics and the trading cards, and I've seen pretty much every Marvel movie they've made so far. So if you're into Marvel like I am, go check out Marvel Strike Force. This is a mobile squad RPG. You can collect and unlock all the different heroes. You fight against supervillains. There's a campaign. There's a blitz mode. There's an arena. There's a constantly evolving meta. And right now they're celebrating the Deadpool anniversary event. This is a mission 
from Strike, where you log in the first time and you unlock this generous gift containing character shards, an anniversary diamond orb, gear, a bunch of other items. It is absolutely the right time to jump in and try this game out. Click the link in the show notes to download it now and then use the promo code MAXPOOL, M-A-X-P-O-O-L, MAXPOOL. Don't miss out on all the free stuff and thanks again to Marvel Strike Force for sponsoring this episode. Thank you for tuning into the podcast. I don't know what happens to voice one, if he's still out there in the the wastelands or not. It's a wonderful mystery. If you feel like you've come across somebody in Fallout New Vegas who could have been somebody who left a vault and is now the sole survivor and murderer of four other people and plenty of overseers, uh, let me know if you have an idea of where that person is in the wasteland. That would be really cool to dive back into that game and see if you could find him. Um, as always, this show is for you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for so much for sharing this with your friends, for retweeting tweets on Twitter, on the Twitter machine. Uh, and especially for those of you who have reviewed and rated the show on iTunes or whatever podcast app you're using that as long as it takes reviews and ratings, um, we keep getting some more in. I would love to see some more uh, actual reviews written so I can read them out uh, by the next Uh, major show coming up next week otherwise stay tuned for more thanks guys talk to you later thanks for listening to the fallout lorecast all sounds and music are owned by bethesda softworks and no copyright infringement is intended if you have something you'd like to contribute to the show please contact us at falloutlorecast at gmail.com or follow us and post some messages to us on twitter at falloutlorecast I really appreciate you listening and I'd 